0: Faith purchases what gold cannot. 1 Peter 1 7a. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes. New King James Version. Faith is currency. And what it can purchase, gold cannot. Faith is heaven's currency. If you want to receive any of the promises God has for you, you must have faith. People go after gold with all their effort, while little effort is put toward receiving faith. This is not wise. Much can be done through faith that cannot be done any other way. Without faith, you will not enter heaven. This is the first reason we should be proclaiming the Word of God. Proclaim God's Word so that people can receive faith to make Jesus their Lord and Savior. Romans 10:17 says... So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Romans ten seventeen, New King James Version. But the discovery of all faith is and delivers to us goes beyond our initial salvation. Unfortunately, people stop hearing the Word only after hearing what produces their initial saving faith. What I mean is people say they have faith in Jesus, but in saying that, Many have only received Him as their Lord and Savior. They believe He died on the cross for their sins, and they believe He rose again to give them eternal life. They are ready for heaven. However, since they haven't received Jesus as their healer, provider, and protector, they are not living in all the benefits of the sacrifice He made at the cross. They are walking around only partially saved. I'm not saying they aren't Christians. I'm saying they haven't figured out the full impact of their salvation. They do not know what is included in Jesus's sacrifice. Sure, they will live well for all of eternity, but they won't experience much victory while living in this world. The Bible is 66 books full of God's word for us, and only a few of us have bothered to pay it attention. As we listen to God's word, hearing it, and paying close attention to it, we will find we have faith for many amazing and valuable benefits. If we would only grasp exactly what this currency, the currency of faith, can do in our lives, maybe we would spend our time a little wiser. Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith hall of fame. The men and women that are described in this book lived extraordinary lives. They are people that looked forward to the time we, you and I, are currently living in, knowing that much of what they were believing for was something that God had set aside for our day and time. This age we are living in is wasted by many. With all the technology and advancements that surround us today, Many people lose sight of what is of real importance. This world will pass away. The Bible is clear that three things will remain, faith, hope, and love. Much of what we focus on is temporary things, yet we seem content to satisfy ourselves with them. The span of time we live on earth is very short compared to eternity, which has no ending. I would think that our realization of this truth would cause us to spend more time on the things that really count in the long run. When I attended Bible school, one of our teachers had us read this one chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, over and over and over again. It is important that we do not read the scriptures once and walk away thinking that we have received from it all that we need. A repetitious study of the Bible is necessary to achieve God's purpose for our lives. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. See Romans ten seventeen a Don't fall for the lie that you know a scripture once it is memorized. Don't believe that you will never need to hear it again. I get to know scriptures, and then I feed on them some more. I may leave that scripture to feed on others for a while, but there will come a time when I will return to it. I will feed on it some more. The wealth of faith you can glean from one scripture is phenomenal. Even if you have a reference memorized, you do not know all that God has put in it for you. You still need to hear it again and again. You still need to read it. And you still need to study it. I believe the word of God and I believe in the word of God. Not only do I believe what God is telling us in our Bibles. I believe the message itself holds great power. Power that will, if received and worked into my life, give me the victory. And it will do the same for you. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates, even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Hebrews 4.12, New International Version. Isaiah 55.11 says, "Shall, Shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, without producing any effect useless. But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Isaiah fifty-five, eleven, Amplified, Classic Edition. God's Word can make a difference in your life. But in order to see the fruit of it, you must receive it and plant it in your heart. One thing Rev. Kenneth E. Hagin taught was that if you are to become a person of great faith, you are going to have to unite yourself with the Word of God. God's Word is God's thoughts. How can we be people of great faith if we have not adapted God's thoughts as our own? If you want to become mighty in faith, if you want to bring heaven to earth, you must unite yourself with the Word, not only knowing it but agreeing with it not only agreeing with it, but harmonizing with it. You must live and breathe it. It is, after all, God's living breath, a part of his life force. And he proclaims his word to prepare his way. One could say God's word declared creates the path he walks on. If we are busy siding with and declaring his word, then God has a lot of paths to walk into our lives on. Remember, faith is the most valuable currency that exists. Living faith brings God onto the scene. Faith's wealth doesn't run out. It doesn't because heaven's wealth, God's wealth, doesn't run out. You can have as much faith as you are willing to go after. And you can use that faith to build yourself the good, abundant life God has spoken and is speaking into existence. 1 John 5, 9a, 11, and 12a. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. And this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. King James Version. How can someone say they have faith in God but not have faith in the word of God? How can people say they believe God but yet they don't take the time to find out what he says and then apply it to their lives? All day long, we receive the witness of men. But God's vote outweighs man's vote every time. And yet many are content to believe what men say, thinking that whatever God has to say about the subject is antiquated. God is not antiquated, and he will have the final word on the matter. I plan to get an agreement with him as much as possible. I want to do so in order that I will have nothing to be ashamed of when I face him in glory. One thing people usually agree on is about how quickly time passes by. The clock just keeps ticking. Before we know it, time passes us by and we are at the end of our lives. Every moment of every day, you are getting closer and closer to your eternal destiny. Are you even bothering to prepare for it? Hebrews 11. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God, who warned him about things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world, and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going, and when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, she believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there is no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking toward, looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back, but they were looking for a better place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons, Jacob and Esau. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. He even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left. It was by faith that Moses's parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter he chose to share the oppression of god's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin he thought it was better to suffer for the sake of christ than to own the treasures of egypt for he was looking ahead to his great reward it was by faith that moses left the land of egypt not fearing the king's anger He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused to obey God for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets, by faith these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from death, but others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and their backs were cut open with whips. Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half, and others were killed with a sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. New Living Translation. Learn from this chapter. Discover what God has to say about these people. A people whose faith got his attention. Learn from these people's lives. Learn and grow and make any necessary changes that God shows you to make. Learn, grow, change. Walk into your future with confidence.